morning, glory, and hallelujah, everybody. Welcome, welcome to the Tuesday show. We're going to call it 11-11, Big J. Happy Stranger Things Day to you. Yeah. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. We together are the morning after. Our powers combined. And we are here to hopefully guide you through your morning, give you some entertainment, some information, and some humor. And then basically go on with our lives. That's that's the, <laughs> that's the goal, right? Ideally, <laughs> we don't want them to end here. Oh God, no, no, no. Uh, thank you, thank you for that particular image, though, in my head of getting murdered in the studio. I appreciate that. Well, why does it have to be murdered? I don't know. What else? What else going to be? Oh, you keel over from a heart attack. Oh yeah, that'd be fun. You could choke on some little thing you put in a garbage disposal. Well, if there's a garbage disposal in the X studio, we've got some real cleanliness. I mean, listen, we're slobs. This place is gross, but I don't think we're that gross. Nobody's eating in here and cooking and I stuff. I found a Kit Kat uh, wrapper here. I thought that was yours. I hand to God. I nah, I don't. I know you don't, but I mean, it was right by your chair. Yeah. Which yeah, made that me think it like fell out of your pocket lot. or something. Yeah, I'm looking at the way it's unwrapped, and that's way too nice. Mine would be all clumped up and... <laughs> Right. Yeah, but uh, suffice it to say, this uh, the studio is a pigsty, and uh, and so it continues to be. Uh, you know, uh, part of it, however, is that we have is pictures still everywhere. Uh, it would probably seem a little bit cleaner and less cluttered if uh, at, at some point we do hang these things up. I think we should. We should. What we should do is team up and do it together. Well, listen, that seems like it's two wrongs don't make a right. Yeah, but that's a perfect opportunity for. I mean, we should do it live on air. <laughs> No, no, no. Nobody nobody wants to see us try to figure out the math on the No, air. they do. I'm telling you right now. I can't imagine that would be riveting in any People way, People love form. to watch car accidents and train crashes. This is entertainment in 2020. But that still is a visual thing, I think. And hearing somebody hang pictures, I can't imagine Listen, would we be... Can take it back to the old-timey radio. A home run. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, we do need to hang up these Old things. Old-timey radio. I mean, it has, literally, it was last Christmas that I put all these in frames. You know that, right? Yeah. Merry Christmas, everybody. And so, it's been almost a calendar year of these things just laying in here as we continue to define procrastination here at the X. Uh, on top of that, today we'll give you another chance to qualify for a chance to get into Santa's sack. That is going to happen today. Uh, we got some food to give away for you. It is Tuesday. We'll play Streaming Dumbass as well. And see if we can't pick ourselves a winner, or Big J can't pick himself a winner, with uh, the old song or the movie that he's going to watch today. But we also play songs like Nine Inch Nails. This is closer to kick off the show. It's the morning after with Nick and Big J on the X Rocks. Important stuff. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff this morning brought to you by the Idaho Lottery. You in it to win it. The Idaho Lottery's $1 million raffle has the best odds of winning a million bucks and is on sale right now. So go into a local Idaho Lottery retailer and pick up your raffle ticket today. Your best chance of winning a million bucks comes at the end of next month and you need a ticket to win. Well, Big J, the coronavirus numbers continue to spike up here in the state of Idaho. Yesterday, 1,260 new total cases, 1,085 confirmed, 175 probable. Ten new deaths as well uh, in Ada County, Canyon County, Caribou, Bonneville, Jefferson, Kootenai, and all sorts of stuff. Uh, It has spread throughout the state, and uh, the numbers for the hospitals are uh, up again as well. 
as the stories uh, you can kind of see, it's one of the local stories here that has taken precedence is how full the ICUs and the hospitals are and how uh, I saw that St. Luke's is going to turn away elective surgeries beginning this week because that's how packed they are. So it's uh, it's getting crazy, guys, and uh, it's not slowing down anytime soon. We figured the numbers would be that high with uh, some, some counties and districts finally reporting. And they were. Mondays are always kind of not great. We'll see how Tuesday goes. but uh, Or when Tuesday's numbers go, I should say. But uh, either way, the numbers are big again for the state. And the uh, the positive percentages are up too. Vikings beat the Bears last night 19-13. to Was that right, Big J? Was it an unwatchable football game? That was game? great, man. What do you t- of course it was terrible. <laughs> and so uh, the... Uh, the Bears, Nick Foles, had to be taken off the field in the final minute of the game uh, with a hip injury. Yeah, I, I, nobody saw that. What do you mean? Well, I'm pretty sure nobody was watching by the time oh. that happened. Uh, yeah, he. Uh, I guess he's okay. I mean, no major injuries. He's probably banged up a little bit, but uh, nothing that will keep him out a significant amount of time. Not that it mattered. Uh, the Bears have lost four in a row. Kirk Cousins, two touchdowns to Adam Thielen, and then uh, a... Cordell Patterson punt return or kick return, I should say, by uh, for the Bears is really their only <laughs> offense, and so that was it. And it was not a very pretty game, but alas, the uh, the Bears are bad. Vikings now four and five, Big J, just two games out of a playoff possibility spot. Because don't forget, there's extended playoff positions this year. Uh, they're gonna need. There's only six games left. They're gonna need a little bit of help. It's tough to make up two games in the NFL, but. Uh, they're hot. Let's put it that way. Three games well, I think in a row. they get to play the Detroit Lions again. Uh, true, but the Lions are—they mm. won last week. What do you think about that? Yeah, I don't. I don't think about it. Exactly. Looks like uh, the NCAA March Madness is going to take place in one uh, isolated location. That's Indianapolis, which is bad news for Boise because don't forget, Boise was supposed to host one of the opening two rounds here. In, uh, in 2021, but obviously that's not happening now because of the coronavirus. There was already possibilities that it wasn't going to happen. Remember, they had put up the the, the NCAA had kind of said, hey, change your laws or we're not going to come there. Change your laws. And so, uh, I, I, you know, because the coronavirus hit, that whole thing kind of went away. Uh, but I imagine it was going to rear its head again before the games were supposed to happen here in our backyard. But alas, uh, they have removed it from everybody, and now they're just going to have it in Indianapolis when it does happen in March of next year, if it does happen. The uh, the Saints are going to be without Drew Brees for a while. He has multiple rib fractures and a collapsed right lung, according to ESPN. Uh, a couple of the fractures are from two weeks ago, and then he fractured more ribs last weekend. And the collapsed lung kind of happened, so we'll see what ends up happening. It looks like uh, Jameis Winston is going to get the start, but don't expect to expect to see Taysom Hill a few more times. Now, I don't remember anybody talking about how he was injured the week before. Well, no, that's that's the beauty but of. But they're football. supposed to report. Well, he wasn't even on the injury room. You, you, listen, yeah. you, you don't ha- if you know the person is going to play, whether they're banged up or not, you don't have to list them on the injury room. Oh. Or, and listen, Belichick has been playing this game for years. You can also list a bunch of people on the injury report that you know are going to play. Uh, the the injury report system in the NFL, in college football, and football in general is easily manipulated. You can use it to huh. whatever you want to do. I had but no idea. The problem with that is when you don't disclose an injury, you may... You know, kind of think that somebody have the other team think somebody else is healthier than they are, but also puts that player at incredible risk, like Drew Brees, for instance. I'm guessing he didn't have a collapsed lung two weeks ago. 
I'm guessing that happened this weekend right. because yes. because injury. of the already cracked Correct. ribs. Yes. So probably should not have been playing is the point. Also, who knows? I mean, maybe Drew Brees didn't say anything. There's there's also that too. So uh, I can't put it all on the fault of the team when I don't know the whole story. All I'm saying is he wasn't on the injury report. Probably shouldn't have played with broken ribs. Did and now he has a collapsed lung. He's going to miss a significant amount of time. Sounds painful. Big J, comedian Sinbad. You familiar with the man? Yeah, yeah. Uh, jingle all the way. That is correct. Uh, he apparently is recovering from a stroke. His family told the Hollywood oh, Reporter. No. In a statement, the uh, the family said, "Quote: Our family thanks you in advance for your love and support. Ask for your continued prayers for his healing, and respect our privacy during this time." Sinbad is 64 years old. Don't know when it happened or how significant it is. Either way, our thoughts are with you, sir. Sinbad. Yeah, I think people have been respecting Sinbad's privacy for a while too. <laughs> so that's going to be not a problem. <laughs> Morning what after. A jerk, with right? Nick and Big J. Yeah, it's a little jerky, but it was funny. It's streaming dumbass on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Every single Tuesday, we dig deep into a streaming network and try to find three movies Big J hasn't come in contact with in his personal and professional life. Strip away the stars, the director of, the creators of, the studio that brought you stuff, and we're left with just a plot description. And based on that plot description, Big J must select a movie to watch and review for you in a 24-hour period. Them's the rules. You ready for the movies, Big J? Yeah, man. Today we are on Amazon, Amazon Prime, okay? Okay. All three movies come from there, and all three movies were in the popular on Amazon section, okay? Popular. So they are trending in the United States of America in some way, shape, or form. Movie number one. The year is 2038. George is working on a true human equivalent AI. His latest prototype is almost ready. This sensitive phase is also the riskiest, especially as he has a goal that must be hidden at all costs, being reunited with his dead wife. Oh, God. Isn't that Mr. Freeze's storyline? Movie number two. After being bullied and withdrawn, a young man finds a support system with other hilarious school misfits after a vice principal brings him in for what he thinks is counseling. Oh, The Breakfast Club 2. And movie number three. John decides on a whim to explore an unmapped section of a famous cave. After becoming stuck in a hole 18 inches wide and 150 feet underground, rescue crews work frantically and heroically to free him. Movie number one, movie number two, or movie number three? Listen, let's eliminate movie number three right away. I, I do not want to. No, I don't want to go through that. Um, uh, let's go with uh, the hilarious classmates who then are going to get some counseling. Okay. Movie number two. Movie number two, it is. You passed uh, immediately on movie number three. That was called The Last Descent. It stars Chadwick Hobson and Alexis Johnson. It is based on a true story. You also passed out movie number one. That was called Archive. It stars Theo James and Stacey Martin. You will be watching a movie called Terry, T-E-R-R-I. It stars John C. Riley and Jacob Wazinski. So that is the movie you'll be watching. It is the oldest of the bunch, but uh, it is clear. Came out in 1982. Uh, it is clear you uh, you have not uh, actually seen it, so I don't feel no. bad about it. So Terry is the movie that you will be watching. I actually uh, vetoed. Uh, there was a movie that I put on here, but when I looked it up, it came out in 1997, and I was like, "Well, listen, oh god, what would you do that for?" I didn't. I, I took it. What off. was it? It was called Trucks. That oh, was also that popular. It starred Timothy Bumsfeld, but then as I looked it up, not only did it came out in 1997, but it appeared to be a remake of Maximum Overdrive. 
And so I was like, oh, I'm not really? going to make him watch Maximum Overdrive. Somebody again. made a remake. It sounds like, I mean, it see, it does, it even says based on a short story by Stephen King. So I'm almost positive that somebody did in 1997 make a remake of wow. Maximum Overdrive. Starring Timothy Bumsfeld from 30-something. Oh, God. So uh, anyway, you'll be watching the movie Terry. Uh, that came out, I think it's 2011, if I looked right. All right. So, uh, John C. Riley, you like him, so we'll see if the movie is any good. It did well at Sundance back in the day, so we'll see. Usually you hate those movies, but we'll see. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Maybe you're feeling tired all the time. Could be lots of reasons why, uh, and the pandemic could be having more of an impact on you than you might think, but one of the reasons could be that you're being just more sedentary than normal. According to Dr. Sobia Khan, she explains that the human body gets more tired with progressive sedentary habits due to generalized deconditioning of the body, ultimately muscle loss. Basically, what that means is if you're not getting up and walking around at least a little bit every once in a while, you're going to feel more tired than if you actually start moving. And during the time when you're not expending that energy, it's going to be a bad thing for you. So you'll feel better if you move a little bit more and it'll wake you up. The general physical activity recommendation is that you get about 150 minutes of moderate to somewhat intense exercise each week, along with two or more days of muscle strengthening activities. That's a recommended amount. So maybe if you're working from home, you don't usually get that kind of walking around stuff, even if that's not even a huge part of your day. If you leave the house, it may seem a little bit more like there's exercise going on to your body, if that makes sense. So that could be one of the reasons why you're tired all the time. The other could be, you know, obviously crippling depression. Crippling, Because we're in the middle of uh, a pandemic, so keep that in mind as well. Uh, But a little bit of exercise cannot hurt to help get those juices flowing again. And maybe, just maybe, wake you up a little bit. Get the juices! (laughs) Uh, The Minnesota Vikings beat the Bears last night 19-13 to in, I guess you could call it a football game. Kirk Cousins. 292, a couple of touchdowns, both of which went to Adam Thielen. Cordell Patterson returned to the opening kickoff of the second half for the Bears, and that was pretty much their offense. Uh, The quarterback play for the Bears continues to be god-awful, so there's that. Uh, But the Bears have lost now four games in a row. They're 5-5 after starting 5-1 on the season. Chris Paul is headed to the Phoenix Suns, Big J. The uh, Suns acquired the 35-year-old and forward Adele Nader in a trade with Oklahoma City. In return, the Thunder got Ricky Rubio, Jalen Lakey, a 2022 first-round pick from the Suns. Paul is leaving the Thunder after being acquired from him last year by the Houston Rockets, so the Thunder are looking to trade in some pieces. The Fighting Bucks made some moves yesterday. I mean, they mortgaged the future. <laughs> there's, no, there's no longer any... Uh, first-round draft picks for, uh, I believe, my children's lifetime. But still, they ended up having uh, getting, you know, uh, Drew Holiday, which is a great point guard. The, the, the team desperately needed a point guard uh, that can actually distribute the ball and can shoot the three. They got that in Drew Holiday, and then they picked up Odonovich from uh, Sacramento last night, too, late last night. So they're making some moves, baby. I like it. I like it very much. Uh, almost as much as Ryan Reynolds likes soccer, Big J. Ryan Reynolds and Rob Mahenley, the uh, one of the creators of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, have decided to co-invest in a fifth division English soccer club. And they're using their platform to promote the team globally. There's also a documentary series in the works about the actual soccer club, I guess. Uh, and so they got two people with that are successful, that are rich, and they wanted to get involved in some sports. 
Why not soccer? Yeah. Does that make you like soccer more because your hero likes soccer? No. Well, you care about it even as no. a little bit. No. So it's not like the vodka or whatever the. I gin, haven't had that either. The aviation gin. You haven't had any of that? No. Not a gin fan? Nope. You don't like gin and tonics? Not really. G and T's? Either way, uh, if you are interested in soccer, I, I mean, here's here's how <laughs> here's how uh, interesting the story is. In the story, I cannot find the name of the soccer team that they purchased. It's all about Ryan they're, Reynolds they're now, and Rob. They're now called the Deadpools. And so uh, we'll see what ends up happening. But it's apparently not a big enough deal to mention the team name that they purchased or the city well, that I mean, they played. they didn't purchase it for very much. Well, it's a fifth division English city, so I mean, it's it's like five realms. It's like minor, minor, minor league soccer. Yeah. So it's not like uh, you know David Beckham's going to be playing for them. I mean, that's like spare change. Uh, right. But they probably wanted to be involved, and they can say they own a sports team, and so I guess that's cool. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff for the hour. Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. Largo, Florida is where we're going for today's We're Going to Hell story, Big J. Largo! And uh, so, was there more to that than that? No. Trying to pick up what the reference was? I don't think there was. I just felt like you wanted to say the word. Either way, uh, that is where we find ourselves for today's story. It is the story of Amber Gromley and Sean McClellan. Uh, Sean is 30, Amber's 39, and they got themselves into a little bit of hot water this weekend. Uh, because they were living out something that they had wanted to do for a while, and that is having relations in public, Big J. Uh, and uh, it, it's a fairly common, I guess, fetish or fantasy for people to get it on in public. I imagine some of the thrill is the possibility of getting caught. Uh, but nobody really talks about how when you get caught, it's also an arrestable offense. <laughs> and so... Uh, that is where the fantasy comes crashing down. Crashing. For Amber and Sean as, for some reason, they decided to have sex by the side of a busy road on Saturday afternoon. Like, right there in the middle of the day, 2.45 in the afternoon. They're just, like, next to, like, a highway in Largo, Florida, and they are just getting it on. Wow. In front of God and everybody. And so a, a couple of drivers drive by, and they're like, hey, did I just see what I thought I saw? And then, sure enough, one of them called into the police's non-emergency line, not 911. But they're like, well, hey, how considerate, first of all? <laughs> you know, they know that it's not an emergency. They're just like, some weirdness is going on. Check it out. Right. Uh, they're like, I think people are having sex right off of Highway 19. I'm not sure, right by Whitney Road. And so the police had a unit in the area, pardon the pun, and so they came around the corner. And sure enough, there is Sean and Amber getting it on right there on the side of the road so they obviously talk to the couple after they ask them to get dressed they do admit that that's what was happening they also admit that the acts were consensual and they decided that they wanted to live out some sort of fantasies now here's the other thing that you want to keep in mind Mm -hmm. while it, it may have been true there may have been some fantasy stuff involved there uh police also believe that probably they were a little bit under the influence as this was happening as well, which may have played a factor in deciding to get it on there. But I mean, like you have to to see, like, I mean, you know, if you don't live in Largo, you're probably not familiar with the intersection of Whitney road and us 19. But if you look at it, there's like a car dealership there and a McDonald's 
I mean, there's. it's not like there's any kind of thing that, that would there's go. There's a lot going on. Yes. It's a busy road. It's not like, you know, Fairview and Eagle. It's not like the Middleton exit. Right. But it, it's it's got some traffic, and there are things there, and it certainly would not be a place where you're like, hey, this is the perfect place for us to make it happen. I mean, it was a fairly open area. It was like on, like between, you know, the little patch of grass between the sidewalk and the curb. That's where things were going down. So it was all really, really weird. Both of them were arrested. Both were charged with lewd and lascivious exhibition. How about that big J for a charge? Wow. Uh, they were booked into the oh, jail. You know what that means? On a $10,000 bond. Both have been released, but they both also have a couple of arrests in their background for drug possession and that kind of stuff. So that's why police thought maybe they were under the influence. They're still waiting for the drug test to come back. But there's that. So now you know. Oh, they also did get charged uh, back in 2018 for stealing cat litter from a Walmart. Jeez, oh, they're poor. <laughs> Tell me how, how expensive is cat litter? I know that's why. I mean, if you're stealing it, you got to be poor. Well, I mean, that's all they took. So yeah, is it expensive? I don't know. You have cats. How do you not know what I cat litter costs? I don't pay for it. God, you like? I steal it. The Bill Gates of cats. So uh, enjoy the time in jail and a reminder that, yes, still having uh, sex in public is something that can get you arrested and in trouble. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X-Rock. <laughs> Filter, hey man, nice shot here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Of course, during the pandemic, we have been uh, struck with an influx of cover songs in, in the rock world and in the Hollywood world. It appears that the, the pandemic has caused people to decide to make even more remakes and reboots of franchises that you're familiar with. Uh, we have a couple of updates, the first of which is Chris Columbus. You're familiar with his work, yes? Um, the director? Yeah, a couple of stuff. Uh, Home Alone. Home Alone. Uh, he did the first Harry Potter movies and uh, a couple of other big iconic films. He's very upset with Disney Plus, Big J. He has, uh, he has drawn a line in the sand and is not happy with them deciding to redo his Home Alone franchise in some sort of TV series for Disney+. Plus. He did not sign off on it. I don't think he's got any say in it, first of all. I'm pretty sure that uh, it's all above his pay grade. Because, listen, they've made like four or five movies in the Home yeah. Alone series. Uh, almost all of them, with the exception of two, without his okay. So probably you shouldn't be surprised that they're moving on. But uh, Chris Columbus says that they should not try to redo something as iconic as Home Alone because it's not going to work out. It was uh, it was a perfect storm, he thought, of the way it came together. And if you did, you ever see the uh, that the movies that made us? Yeah, of course, yeah. And so it was a pretty interesting kind of way it, that it all came together. A miracle. Yeah, yeah, really. And the fact that it was a, as a gigantic of a hit as it was back in the day also played a big part in it of course it being streaming for free is a little bit more of a not for free of course it's a subscription service but it being available on streaming a little bit more of a different kind of take on things but chris columbus isn't very happy with things so you can decide decide with him or not but the other news that came out yesterday did you see that they're remaking probably the most 80s movie of all time no short circuit is officially oh, yeah, getting yeah. remade uh, and so uh, that is the next 80s movie that gets jumped up on the remake button. This one done by a couple of people that I'm not really familiar with the work that they have done. They put together a couple of movies called Half Brothers and Instructions Not Included. 
I'm not sure what those are, uh, but those that's the team that is putting together the Short Circuit remake. And for those of you that haven't seen Short Circuit, uh, it follows uh, number five, who is a defense robot, right? That was the, he's yeah. created as a weapon. Yeah. And then, it, correct me if I'm, it's been a long time, but he gets struck by lightning, right? And then, yeah. and then it, it develops sentience and becomes alive. He, Johnny he, Five is alive. He starts well, and he ends up kind of being confused, and ends up with Ali Sheedy, who's like a pacifist. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And he starts reading and watching television, and then and then he be, grows a, a, a big old soul. Well, no, he has a soul, and then television reminds him that he wants to be, that he's alive, and that he's a human. Number five alive. It. Number five alive. And does Gutenberg, Gutenberg and Fisher Stevens work for the company, right? That's how he gets yes, involved? Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, and, of course, the, the big thing there is, the, the, listen, the reason why it's the most 80s movie possible is because, one, uh, robots, of course, and are and our, and our, our still real fear of them, uh, you know, the, trying to kill us and then becoming alive. Uh, is a thing, and then uh, of course Fisher Stevens' character is problematic at best. I mean, it really is a stereotype that is an issue that uh, that was it was even an issue back in the day, but even more so now. And of course, uh, then you've got Gutenberg, who is uh, uh, the devil, uh, of course, on this very show. Yes. Uh, hopefully, he's not involved in this in any way, shape, or form. And then uh, you've got the fact that it's it's just really a bunch of '80s pop culture references. Like, you know, uh, he references Johnny Carson. I mean, that's where he gets his name from, Johnny right. Five. He makes a bunch of Tonight Show references. Because he's watching TV. Right. And he, he loves the Bee Gees. Uh, there's a big dance scene with the Bee Gees in there. So uh, they're going to give it a modern uptake. And they're even talking about, uh, in order to make it a little bit more believable in the year 2020, completely redesigning the robot and making it a humanoid. Does that make sense? Great. So it, it doesn't look like a robot because that's part of the other thing about it. I mean, Johnny Five starts wearing like bandanas and clothes and like walking yeah, around the street. Yeah, it was a little, a little <laughs> ridiculous. How, how there was a short circuit too, I have no idea. Uh, but it it it, it, uh, it does not it does not look like it's going to have the same design, which is fairly iconic, I think, right? Yeah, I mean the Johnny Five is a live robot. It has a, has a particular look, but apparently for this new one, it may now they haven't made the decision yet, but it may not look. They like should the use uh, they should use Robert Patrick, and, and he re- reprise his look as the T one thousand. Maybe you may very well be right. Although the key about T one thousand is he didn't have much of a personality. Right, but Johnny now Five he, is he all can learn to have a personality. Would 70-year-old Robert Patrick look good running around? Yeah, here? absolutely. All right, just making sure. Morning After with Nick and Big J coming up in a few short minutes. Some important stuff. Hold tight for that, plus your pop culture smackdown. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. A couple of good things came out in the studies. If you're a fan of video games, go ahead and play them. It could benefit your mental health and make you happier. This according to University of Oxford researchers that found that video gamers uh, who played a particular type of game that they actually studied, or several games, I should say. Uh, Plants vs. Zombies and Animal Crossing are the two games that they focused on in this particular study. But they found out that if you play those two games and you enjoy them, you had a severe boost in mental health. And so they said that, you know what, it's probably not too much of a stretch to exchange that and extend that to other video games out there. Now, the key being, it has to be kind of low-intensity enjoyment of the video game. 
and not too ridiculous. If you're doing something that makes you upset or that uh, gets you angry, then it's not going to have the same positive mental effects. The thing is, you're not running into a lot of that in Plants vs. Zombies or Animal Crossing. You know what I mean? Sure. It's not a lot of, uh, you know, Battle Royale kind of stuff going on in those two games. So it, it could be that there's a less impact in other games, or who knows, there's more. I don't know. But according to the lead study author, the findings show that video games aren't necessarily bad for your health. There are other psychological factors which have significant effects on a person's well-being. In fact, playing it can be an activity that releases positivity into people's mental health. And people could benefit from that kind of stuff. So, at the end of the day, it sounds like if you enjoy video games and it's not, you know, putting up a huge barrier in your life to, like, your significant other or something, then maybe just go ahead and enjoy them, right? Uh, yeah. As with anything. I would say so. Uh, of course, too much of a good thing can be bad, but if it is a positive thing and releases some stress or whatever the case may be, then boom. Game it up. Have yourself a good time. So that's good news for you if you're a gamer. It doesn't say how much is good or how much is bad, just that if you enjoy it, it's good for your head. Vikings beat the Bears 19-13 to Monday Night Football last night in Chicago. Kirk Cousins, 292 through the air and a couple of touchdowns, both to Adam Thielen. Cordella Patterson ran a touchdown back for a kickoff or a kickoff for a touchdown back. It's the only real offense the Bears had, if you want to call it offense. Other than that, they struggled uh, again to move the ball up and down the field in any way, shape, or form. Uh, Nick Foles was taken off the field in a cart. Looks like not significant injury, but he could be out for a couple weeks. And, of course, uh, already Mitch Trubisky is on the injured list. So they had some dude in there that I don't even know what his name was, but it didn't go well for him either. Let's put it that way. <laughs> it was not. Hey, listen, uh, that I mean, Matt and Aggie, what are they doing? Well, I mean, are they firing that guy. I don't know. Uh, they 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 have had some head coaching issues uh, with When's the, the Chicago Bears. When's the last Bears. decent head coach, Mike Ditka? Probably. I mean, and even then, he went out because he was really bad at the end. Don't forget. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, they went from that to uh, God. Now I can't even remember. John Fox was the coach, and then they had Who? Adam Gase was before uh, was before Nagy, and that Wait, didn't Gase work out. was a head coach in wasn't he? No, in Chicago. I thought he was. I don't, Didn't, isn't that where he got his start? No, I thought Miami was his first gig. But I no, might be wrong. No, I don't think so. Uh, but either way, uh, they've had some coaching wow. issues, for sure. I'm not a Bears fan, so forgive me if I got that wrong. But I thought I thought Are that's you sure? Where the, no, I'm not sure. The uh, the uh, Looks like the NCAA March Madness Tournament is moving everything to Indianapolis in March. They're going to make it one location. They're not calling it a bubble. They're just saying that it was the actual one-time site. For everything, it'll be the host city for March Madness. Drew Brees is going to miss a couple weeks. He's got some broken ribs and a collapsed lung. And there were some big trades in the NBA last night. Chris Paul headed to the Phoenix Suns. Uh, and then, of course, a couple of good players headed to the Milwaukee Bucks as well. Drew Holiday and Brogan Bradanovich from the Sacramento Kings. So there are some movements happening. It looks like, and maybe, just maybe, Russell Westbrook and James Harden on the move from the Rockets as well, so there could be some big movements in the NBA. Looks like Evanescence is going to play a live stream concert originating from Nashville's Rock Falcon Studios on Saturday, December 5th. Tickets are on sale now if you want to check that out at evanescencelive.com. The band recorded most of their upcoming album, The Bitter Truth, at that studio, but they won't all actually be there when the live stream happens. In fact, Evanescence members will be spread out in Nashville, Sacramento, and Germany for the virtual show. Germany? This will mark the first time they'll be able to play their songs from The Bitter Truth live, though. 
It's called Evanescence, a live session from Rock Falcon Studio. It will remain available to watch through December 8th if you purchase a ticket. The Bitter Truth album release has been postponed due to the pandemic. It was originally supposed to come out this year, but now uh, it looks like it's going to come out later, maybe 2021, and that's when the band plans to tour as well. So you can get a little sneak peek of that on December 5th. Again, EvanescenceLive.com for more info. Pop Culture Smackdown. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Let's get somebody qualified for Santa's sack, which has gotten even bigger now. It's got an Echo Dot. It's got a Fire Stick. It's got a a 10-inch HD Amazon Kindle in there. I think it's called the Kindle. It is. Kindle Fire. A 40-inch Smart TV. Oh, it could be yours. Uh, We'll give that away here Friday at the end of the week. And then, of course, we'll get you qualified with a Papa Murphy's Boise Meal Deal, which includes a family-sized pepperoni pizza, uh, cookie dough you can make your own dessert with, classic cheesy bread, and two-liter soft drink of your choice. you got to beat me in Pop Culture Smackdown. Here's our phone number. It is 208-287-1003. That's the number you need to call if you'd like to play Pop Culture Smackdown. You also must defeat Big J in the process in order to claim this prize Let's go to the phones and get ourselves a contestant. Hello, the X. Hey, good morning. Good morning, man. What's your name? Michael. Michael, you're up first. Michael, what Discovery Channel reality series tests survival skills by having participants rough it in the buff? Naked and Afraid. Right. That is correct. Also would have accepted Naked and Afraid XL. Big J. (laughs) What superhero rides on an oversized domesticated seahorse named Storm? Uh... Aquaman? Right. That is correct. Michael, to you, what former FBI director shares his last name with a popular vacuum cleaner brand? Hoover. Right. Correct. Big J, this actor has popped up in a few Tarantino movies and is great in everything, but probably most famous for playing Boyd Crowder on the TV show Justified. Uh, Timothy Oliphant. Walton Goggins! Walton Goggins is correct. Right. Why would I do that? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but congratulations, Michael. You have qualified. <laughs> Big James yes. actually crumbling right before me. Hang on one second, dude. We'll uh, get you that Papa Murphy's as well as get you set up for Santa's set. God. Yeah, two choices there. What are you going to do? Two choices of what you can do. Uh, but yes, no, Timothy Oliphant was not Boy Crowder. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We'll do some headlines next on the X-Rock. It's time for Headlines on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Headlines brought to you by Team Mazda and the pre-owned Superstore. Check out the website, GoTeamMazda.com. It's got everything you need, the updated inventory, the payment calculator, the Fresh Start credit button. All of it is there and can help you get into your next new or used vehicle. Doing it the right way over at Team Mazda and the pre-owned Superstore. Check out GoTeamMazda.com. Headlines are as follows. Finders, keepers. First rule, guys, and seems pricey. Finders keepers. And you thought covering your house in Christmas lights was risky. Police in Westboro, Massachusetts, were called to the home of a man doing some yard work on Sunday after the man found a mortar round in his backyard. He told the authorities that he was working in his backyard when he dug around an object that he never recognized in his backyard, and it looked like a bomb, so he called the police. The Massachusetts State Police Bomb Squad came transported the device to a safe location where it was detonated. It's not known where the device came from or how it came to be buried in the man's backyard, but at least he did the right thing, and luckily, it didn't go off while he was in there mowing the lawn. You know what I mean? Yeah, no kidding. Good night. 
why would be in the backyard? Like, uh, you know, I don't know how old school it is. I mean, you know, it's been a while since Where was Bleep this? went down in Massachusetts. Uh, but, you know, it is. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Right? I mean, uh, a huge mortar round buried in your backyard. But at least everybody's safe. That's the good news. First rule, guys, or seems pricey? First rule, guys. In what may be the most obvious statement of the month so far, authorities in New York say people at a fight club that they broke up in the Bronx on Saturday night were not socially distancing. There were 200-plus attendees in the uh, at the actual fight club. They were drinking and smoking in a warehouse, with some watching and a bunch of people participating in the fighting. Authorities say they were also not wearing masks. They found some loaded guns and a bunch of drugs in the warehouse as well. Ten organizers of the so-called, quote, rumble in the Bronx, Jackie Chan is somewhere very upset, were arrested and faced multiple charges. The paper notes that apparently another illegal fight club was broken up in the city on election night as these are seem to be popping up all over the place. It's like real-life fight clubs, dude. People are just getting together, taking off their shirt, and just throwing haymakers at each other. Man. Like, like it's some sort of David Fincher movie. You know, it doesn't work out for the people in the fight club, right? You guys know that. Right. It's... It doesn't end well for them. Uh, so you probably uh, need to think about that. Uh, but either way, fight clubs apparently are real and are happening. Just way, way, way past when the movie came out. We'll wrap it up with Seems Pricey. A champion racing pigeon sold by a Belgian trainer broke a world record and became the world's most expensive pigeon because it sold for nearly $1.9 million. Jeez. New Kim is a two-year-old bird that was put up for sale on the PIPA auction website by retired trainer Gaston Van Woover, who is 76 years old, and reached a top bid of $1,894,672 at the close of the auction on Sunday. The website said the pigeon was purchased by a Chinese buyer using a pseudonym called Super Duper. The buyer's real name was not revealed, but Pippa said it was the same man who previously set the world record in March of 2019 who paid a $1.4 million for a champion racing pigeon named Armando. So now this guy has got a total of $3.3 million invested in racing pigeons. Number one, I didn't know that was a thing. Number two, how much money can be made in racing pigeons? And number three, how do you tell the winner, Big Jake? I have no idea. They have numbers painted on them or what? But I don't know where ray, pigeon, pigeon racing is popular. I don't know what the tracks look like or how you could tell. But apparently there's some money to be made in it, dude. Here you thought they were rats with wings. Look at them. Fetching $2 million on the internet. Boom. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on everything. Asking Alexandria, they don't want what we want here on 100.3 The X Rocks in the morning after with Nick and Big J. Whoops, I pressed the wrong button. That is what I wanted to do. It's not a concert announcement. It is a recap. Don't make people cry, dude. I know, I'm sorry. To recap the morning after Fantasy Football League, week number 10. Let's start with Big J. Big J? How goes the team, sir? Not not great. Oh, no. uh, I was going up against FC Boise, so our friend Kevin. And I, this this is a lesson to all of you young fantasy football players out there. Uh, Nick, a crucial decision was made moments before the games kicked off on Sunday. And I don't know why. I, 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 even, I even looked at my lineup. I'm like, and then there's that stupid optimize button. Right? I haven't clicked that, but I understand what you said. Uh, and, and so it, it said plus two point some points. Uh-huh. And I clicked that. Okay. 
And what happens here is it's the opposite of what you want. And here's what happened is that in my lineup, I had uh, a situation where I had a couple people who, who were out and, and just, you know, their matchups weren't that great. But I had Rob Gronkowski. And now Rob Gronkowski the last couple weeks hasn't done that great. But I know, generally speaking, he usually has a big comeback, and, and that's a good thing. Well, when I hit that optimize button, it took him out and put Noah Fant in uh, for my tight end, and then it flexed somebody else, uh, which I was going to probably keep into uh, wide receiver position. And so I left Rob Kronkowski out of my lineup, and he scored 13 points on a garbage touchdown at the end of the game which would have handed me the win easily against FC Boise because I lost by 0.72 points. Oh, my God. That sucks. Uh, however, I wouldn't have even had that chance had it not been for that Hail Mary pass from uh, from uh, from Kyler to Mr. DeAndre Hopkins, who got me 25 points. Uh, other than that, my highest scoring player was my kicker, Nick, with 16 points. Uh, the Rams got me 13 points, and and so it was, you know, uh, my my running backs, not not where you wanted to be. So it was it was not great. I only scored 102 points. Meanwhile, Kevin's team, great. Tom Brady, uh, fantastic game, 31 points. Uh, he had uh, Sanders, the uh, the running back there for Philadelphia, got him 13 points. Tyler Lockett. Uh, only 11 points. Not the greatest performance there from him. His kicker had 18 points. Jesus, who's yeah, his kicker? We, uh, the kicker for Buffalo. Oh. So, T-Bass. I don't know. I don't know what his first name is. And then he had the Packers defense. So he won uh, with a score of 103.34 over my 102.60. There's a barn burner. Mistakes were made and it cost you a victory, Big J. I'm sorry. No, I it's, am uh, sorry. You know what? It's Listen, this is by far the worst season I've ever had uh, in fantasy football, and I never didn't have a good feeling going into it. What's your record? Three and seven. Okay, yeah, not great. Not great, dude. Uh, on the flip side of that, I was coming in pretty hot going up against a team that did not have a lot of success so far this season, and of course, the way it works out is I got my ass just handed to me. Uh, but, you know, I was going in. It, it was a bye week for, for my quarterback, Pat Mahomes, who has been a, a treasure for me. My second-round pick, he, he's gotten me almost 30 points every single week. And so uh, one thing I was discussing this with a friend, one thing that has meant nothing this year in fantasy football has been matchups. Like, I usually love to go matchups with my fantasy football lineup, and every time I do that, it always bites me in the ass. And I did mm -hmm. that when I was picking up somebody on the waiver wire. I was like, oh, okay, Jared Goff is there going up against a terrible Seahawks defense. He should have a field day. Sure enough, he has a great time passing the ball, but he's also fumbled, and all their touchdowns were runs. The, the yeah. Rams win, they win big, they run up to all these yards in the Seahawks defense, but he didn't get me any fantasy points because he didn't score any touchdowns. So I only got 10 points out of my waiver wire pickup playing the matchups. Uh, I had some injury issues with my running back situation, so I had to start uh, McKissick for Washington and Swift for the Lions. Both of them did really well. Uh, as a matter of fact, the only players on my team to score double digits were my running backs. Uh, I have gotten nothing out of Michael Thomas, my first round pick this year. He has been awful. I'm with Drew Brees out. I'm not expecting much more. So Michael Thomas may be like voluntarily on my bench. You should try to trade him to some idiot. I don't know anybody who would take him. He I wants his four points a game. You want his four points a game? No, but your buddy Dell would probably take That's him. all he's getting He likes me. to collect big pieces. Uh, and uh, DK Metcalf had an off week as well. He only got me four points. Uh, and uh, I had I went with Landry in the flex position. I should have went with Johnson, who got 23 points on my bench. But really, I, I just got handled by a team that had a huge week, uh, including a huge game out of Rex Burkhead, who thought, saw that coming. 
on Sunday night against the Ravens. You, you can never know with uh, the, the <laughs> right. New England Patriots. He was rolling the dice and it ended up paying off for him. Claypool for the Steelers got him 21 points. DJ Moore got him 19, 27 points out of Cole Beasley. And so that's the kind of stuff you just can't go up against. And so Cole Beasley scoring almost 30 points. Devontae's peak was two and seven coming into the game and uh, scored 149 points, the highest scoring team of the week against me. So well played there, yeah. uh, Devontae's peak. Good job, Stuart. You improved to three and seven and get the high score of the week. Hell of a game, and congratulations to you. You earned it. Uh, big win by Guitar Street Hooligans uh, to even up his record at 5-5. Five and five. five wins in a row for Dan, the defending champion, uh, knocking off the uh, the very good team, COVID-19, 119-114, another really good game. Uh, COVID-49 uh, got a pretty good uh, game out of uh, Kyler Murray and out of Devontae Adams, of course, who's been just on fire, but couldn't top the, uh, the performance of Josh Jacobs for the Raiders and, of course, uh, the kicker Carlson from Denver, uh, or excuse me, from, from the Raiders as well, putting up 15 points against Denver. So 119 points for Dan, giving him his fifth win of the year. Uh, congratulations to the Cheese Graders. Uh, nice 100 to 73 win over Wubba Lubba touchdowns. Uh, MVP for the Cheese Graders was Stefan Diggs and uh, Ty Higgins as well. And then you got good points out of uh, Juju Smith Schuster for Wubba Lubba, but 73 points is just not going to get it done no matter what. Wrong side of Camara is coming in hot again. Uh, Courtney picks up another win. She improves to 6 and 4, knocking off Dell Sequan to forever team who also is six and four 146 to 102 the final score huge game out of alvin Kamara, out of uh, jones as well for tampa bay and aaron Rodgers did well for her too uh with a nice performance yeah, 146 man. points uh dell got a good performance out of josh allen and out of aaron jones but that's about it he didn't leave too much on his bench either so uh just got bested by a team that did a little bit better and then uh, by Pampered Chef from Big J, the new team name for Wayne. Love it, Wayne. The number one team in the league improves to 8-2 and two with a 81-77 wins. A couple of low-scoring teams. With Drew Locke as the quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he had he went with him over Ryan Tannehill, uh, and somehow Ryan Tannehill, even though he had a terrible game on Thursday night, was the better play. But still, enough to get him a win. He could probably think Adam Thielen's uh, two touchdowns last night that gave him the victory. Really, Adam Thielen and uh, Nick Chubb, the only players in to score double digits for the winning team in this victory but uh listen man uh you know uh, the marvel cinematic universe has uh has has lamar jackson and had 10 points out of cooper cup and that is it uh just he had some uh, players a lot of players on by a lot of players injured as well and so just didn't uh, quite get it done so congratulations to wayne improving to eight and two who do you have in week 11 big j yeah going up against uh, guitar street hooligans nick the defending champ and i got COVID 49 one of the hotter teams in the league coming in uh i need so to get back on the horse for us then i need to uh, i need to get it back above 500 because i'm sitting at five and five i got to make a playoff push here over the next three weeks or so otherwise it's game set match capriati for me i deeply regret uh forecasting that you would be the champion yeah, you have jinxed me ever since that particular. I'm, I am I am one in three since Big J has said Normally, that I will win the league. I would say that was a great thing, but I really want you to win. Morning after with Nick and you Big J. It. I do need it. Uh, we got ourselves a little bit of uh, fun bad impressions next on the X Rock. So far, I'm not impressed. Morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. And with bad impressions here, let's let's get you some lunch, man. Monster Angus Thick Burger from Carl's Jr. We'll give you a couple of certificates, certificates to pick up this bad boy. Uh, it's got two third-pound Angus beef patties, four pieces of applewood smoked bacon, uh, so a bunch of American cheese and mayo. Loaded up, man. Yep, and we'll take care of a couple of that for you. If you want some lunch or dinner on us, then now will be the time to get on the phone and enjoy yourself 
some Carl's Jr. 208-287-1003. The game is called Bad Impressions. Big J's got three clues. They revolve around somebody pretty famous. Figure out who that famous person is, and you're eating on us. Hello, the X. Hey, how's it going? We're hanging in there, man. What's your name? Uh, Travis. All right, Travis, you're up first. Good luck. I've said a few times I'm only making ten feature films, and I'm down to just one movie left to make. Okay. Lots of people want me to make Kill Bill 3 for my last movie. Uh, Quentin Tarantino. It is. Little QT. Congratulations, Travis. Hang on. We'll get you that Carl's Jr. brother coming right your way. What was clue three for fun? Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction really put me on the map for director. And why is Quentin Tarantino in the news? Uh, he's, He's writing a novel, Nick. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, Quentin Tarantino. Uh, apparently, there's there's a thing that he that existed in the '70s that nobody knows about, <laughs> and that is uh, movie novelizations, Nick. And they're one of T- Quentin's favorite things. Uh, and so he's going to take his uh, his uh, screenplay for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and expand it and add in more information and stuff that they didn't get a chance to film uh, about Cliff and Rick from uh, from Once Upon a Time. Uh, in Hollywood. And so uh, to quote him, he said, in the 70s, movie novelizations were the first adult books I grew up reading. And to this day, I have a tremendous amount of affection for the genre. So as a movie novelization aficionado, I'm proud to announce once upon a time in Hollywood, uh, my contribution to this often marginalized yet beloved subgenre in literature. I'm also thrilled to further explore my characters and their world of literary endeavor that can hopefully sit alongside its cinematic counterpart. He's not wrong, by the way. I used to read those a lot growing up. Like the movie novelizations of movies that I watched that were that were comically, like usually they didn't match up and were nearly as good. But that's kind of what got me into reading. Like when I first got into reading, it was movies or uh, books that I knew were movies that I could watch after I was done reading the book. And then I got into, oh, there's book versions of movies that I enjoy. Like I read the Ghostbusters movie novelization when I was yeah, a weird. kid. And uh, I mean, uh, I Indiana did that, Jones. I did that with the James Bond movie uh, books. Well, they uh, were books first, no, weren't they? No, no, not necessarily all of them. Um, sure, the first few, but after that, there were several that were made into movies that were not didn't have books for them, and then they made books for them. Yeah, so this this extended far past the seventies into the eighties and even the nineties yeah. uh, that you could enjoy movie novelizations. I don't, I, I imagine there's probably still some out there now, but uh, it is interesting that he is making one. Would you? Are you interested in it? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, but not enough. You're not gonna read it. Who are you kidding? Don't tell me Morning what to after do. with Nick and Big you know, J. Just by doing that, I'll read it now. We'll see. There's you your bad impressions. We'll wrap up the show here next in the X Rock. There you go. That's Troubles Coming by Royal Blood. Wrapping up the old morning after with Nick and Big J here on the X Rocks. Thank you for hanging out with us on this Tuesday morning. Big J selected a movie to watch for you called Terry. He will check it out tonight, give you a full review of that tomorrow. We found out that both of us took it on the chin in the morning after Fantasy Football League this week. But hopefully we can bounce back next week or uh, we both continue the uh, just uh, downfall, Big J. What do you think? I like downfall. It seems like a pretty good option at this point in that particular league for sure. And we also had a chance to talk about Short Circuit. It has been a very long time since we recapped that movie for sure. Uh, But that's going to do it for us. It leaves you with the floor, Big J. Yeah, happy birthday to Daisy Fuentes. Do you remember her? Uh, I remember her vividly. From way back in MTV land. Uh, Nick, how old do you think she is? Daisy Fuentes? Well, she has to be in her 50s. Yeah. I'll say 55? 54. 54. I was close. And we are old. I tell you, I uh, do you remember when she hosted America's Funniest Home Videos? Yeah. With John Fugel saying? 
Remember John Fugel saying her, her VH1 compatriot? I do not remember him. That then jumped into uh, to the video hosting with her. But yeah, what is, I mean, she just pretty much vanished, right? Yeah, she married uh, some rich dude. Well, sometimes that all it takes. But she still looks great. Good for her. I just looked up a picture of her. Ooh, creepy. Happy birthday, uh, Daisy Fuentes. That's going to do it for the morning after. Jason Drew's up next. You guys have a good one. It's the X Rock.